This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment. What's up, what's up, everybody? Ricky Widmer here along with the Mark Weber. Dub them ease. Back like we are every week for the onside kick here on Most Valuable Podcasts. And Mark, we, we, we got some, I got some things I want to bring up before we get into the actual show, but I got to ask you one question that's really been on my mind lately, but uh, uh-huh. how, how do you like me now? Kirk Cousins wants to know, how do you like me now? About the same as it's always been, which is not, <laughs> not that much. Uh, you know, do do your thing, buddy. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll definitely talk about Kurt Cousins, but like, man, he's an angsty teenager. First, we had you liked it. Now we got how you like me now. He's just very very concerned about other people's <laughs> opinions of him. He really is, and it's like, dude, just be comfortable in your own in your own skin. Like and that's Brady. all that matters. Like yeah. Tom Brady. Tom Brady doesn't as, care as what long you as think. you love you, other people can love you as well. Tom Brady's like, oh, wait, you hate me? Oh, look how many rings I have. Oh, that's right, bitch. That's how many rings I have. they hate me because they ain't me. Or they hate us because they ain't us to uh, James James Franco from uh, the interview. You didn't didn't see that movie? Uh, I don't think I did. Yeah, that was the one where uh, they go to North Korea to kill uh, King Jong-un. Oh, I did see that movie. Yeah, Yeah, it wasn't that good. Yeah, it was okay. It was pretty bad, actually. But uh, another thing we had uh, this week, I know we're not going to get into it a lot, but I wanted to still bring it up, was Jared Goff. Mm -hmm. Guy's first start this week, and I will say, after his first start, I'll still take Carson Wentz in his first start. I'll take that over the Jared Goff I, I would take anything start. that doesn't have to do with Jeff Fisher, <laughs> if at all possible. I mean, that's just some 7-9 and nine bullshit. I mean, I'm on the side of Ram fans maybe like, but it's his first game, fine. I'll give you it's his first game. But if you ain't going to air the ball out, you're not going to win games. Unless yeah, you're but that's the Detroit Jeff Cowboys. What do you expect? Unless you're you the, can't blame the quarterback and for I not said airing Detroit, it out. I said Detroit Cowboys, unless you're the Dallas Cowboys. But same thing, right? <laughs> D-Town? Uh, no, you can't blame the, the rookie quarterback when his coach is just you know going to dink and dunk. I, I hate the dink and dunk. And I just think that's that, some 7-9 bullshit, man. I just think that, you know what, it's one of those things where you got to air. And the announcers were saying it, too. Oh, wh- wh- why don't they air the ball out right here? Let's see what he can do. Just let it loose. Release mm-hmm. the or unleash the dragon. Unleash the dragon. Unleash man. the dragon. It's like when Fucking you're uh, going deep. It's like when you're in Minnesota and you got a nice, you know, young receiver, Laquan Treadwell, and you're like, you know what yeah. though, he's he's fine on the bench. <laughs> Fuck it, I'm going deep. We don't have that great of wide receivers out there. You know, we have good ones, but not like amazing mm-hmm. ones. Uh, we got this potential. You know, we got some potential, hey, but we're gonna leave him on the bench. At least he's on the bench. And yeah. he's not suspended for PEDs. No, I'm glad. I'm <laughs> glad that uh, Alshon got himself suspended. And not even just Alshon, uh, but now Freeman as well. Yeah. Good. We two, don't want to win any games. Two players in seven days uh, suspended for PEDs. But what we're going to get into today is we've got four topics on tap for you guys. We're going to look at the Redskins. Can they make a run at the NFC East? We're going to look at a Twitter question from a niche talking about the Chicago Bears. Should they fire John Fox, and then we're going to look at the Oakland Raiders and the Minnesota Vikings. If Adrian Peterson, they're eyeing a December return, can he save the Viking season? But, Mark, we're going to start with the Thanksgiving team in this one. Well, one of them, the Vikings too, but we're going to start with the Redskins because they're coming off. The Redskins are interesting to me because they tied in London, had the bye week, 
beat the Vikings, beat the Packers, both at home, and now they're sitting there primed 6-3-1, and one, sitting sixth in the wild card spot with a chance to get a big win this Thursday on Thanksgiving to then maybe take hold or get back into an actual race for the division with Dak and the Cowboys. Yeah, you know, they could be more in control here if it wasn't for that stupid tie that they have with the Bengals. Uh, Ties are kind of ridiculous. But it's weird with the Washington Redskins. You really don't know exactly how you should feel about them. You know, they had those two losses at the beginning of the season, but then since then, they've been a lot better of a team. You know, nothing perfect. They're not a great team. Kirk Cousins, you're sitting there, you're watching them play, and you're like, man, they're putting up yards. The team is putting up yards, and they're scoring points, but I don't know how much credit you want to give to Kirk Cousins when it comes to the contract talk. Because if you all remember, of course, this is a guy who got franchise tagged. Mm-hmm. He's waiting for that big money, and this is his mm-hmm. earn it type of paycheck here. And if he can get this team into the playoffs, oh, he's going to cash out huge. doesn't even have to necessarily be Washington. He is going to cash out huge because he's at a prime age. For a team, you know, elsewhere who is kind of maybe not just one quarterback away from winning the championship, but the kind of, hey, we need that franchise guy because Tony Romo is going to be that one player away from the Super Bowl kind of guy. Uh, But Kirk Cousins is going to be right there, too. He's really auditioning for money and potential teams, too. And kind of like and I say kind of because I do agree that. The Redskins aren't going to bring him back. He's going to ask for too much money in the offseason. I don't off know, though. If, they get him to the, if he gets them to the playoffs, they might not have a choice. They might have to bring him back. But are they going to want to, and I'm going to say overpay him, because to me, Kirk Cousins, is he the guy I would pick to lead my team? No, but he's been. it's been working with the Redskins. And this season's been a weird one because they lose the first two games against the Steelers in primetime, against the Cowboys. Then they rattle off four straight, and three of those were against good teams. Giants are good, Ravens are good, and the Eagles, all good defenses. They lose a tough one to Detroit, probably one that they should have had. Then they tie against the bad Bengals team and beat Minnesota and Green Bay. Green Bay kind of on the decline, Minnesota on the decline, but I would say better than the Green Bay Packers. This is really, to me, Kirk Cousins and the Redskins, but more Kirk Cousins. This is the game where he needs to make a statement because if you go back, go go back with me to week two when the Cowboys played the Redskins. It was a tough game. It was Dak's second start. Dak threw for almost 300 yards. Didn't get in the end zone, though. Didn't throw a single pass. He, He did get in on the ground, but he did not throw a passing touchdown in that game. Ezekiel Elliott... 21 carries did not eclipse 100 yards in that game. So with me, I'm looking at that going, if I am the Redskins, that is a good day from us. Mm-hmm. If we can get Zeke to under 100 yards, yeah, he had a touchdown, but Zeke's going to get at least one touchdown. If we can hold him to under 100, keep Dak out of the end zone with his arm, we're going to have a chance to win this game, and that they did. The only reason they lost that game was Kirk Cousins had a late INT that then ended with an Alfred Morris touchdown run on the goal line. And this is that's why, with that being said, the interception led to the Cowboy win. That's why you got to come back here. You got to come back, go into Dallas, 
and you got to win this game because not only is it going to put this Redskin team in a position to win the division, but this is kind of a redemption game for Kirk Cousins because looking back, if Kirk Cousins wouldn't have made that interception, maybe we're talking about the Redskins winning that game. And then we're talking on a different flip of this where it's, oh, well, this game is even more important because the Cowboys are 9-2. and two, The Redskins are now 7-2-1. Seven, seven, and one. What I think will happen is if the Redskins can win this game on Thursday, and this is the other important piece I was going at, if they can win this game on Thursday, then the Giants can help out the Redskins because I don't think the Cowboys are going to beat the Redskins in their second meeting. So I'm saying the Giants win that game. If the Redskins can win this one, then what I think will happen is with the Cowboys losing to the Giants, then what's going to happen is that Week 17 game in Washington on New Year's Day, Giants-Redskins, that could be for the division. It's possible. I don't think that's the way it's all going to shake out. Um, Well, right now, here's the thing with Kirk. Uh, so Kirk Cousins is doing really well. Uh, I want to I want to give some attention to the fact that he's at sixty seven percent completion so far in the year. That's pretty pretty damn good. You're pretty happy with that. Only seven interceptions, which is you know nothing. You're not thrilled necessarily, but you're definitely not upset. Seventeen touchdowns. He's putting up his numbers. He's doing well. Mm-hmm. They're doing great. I just want to talk about some of these games. That Dallas game was close. Four points from a tie. Five to win. That Pittsburgh game at you know to start the year blowout. that's not even close. But that's when Pittsburgh was a much better mm-hmm. team. People were expecting a lot more out of them. The Lions was a close one. Close one, three points to tie, four to win, and that's a team that's right now the leader of the NFC North. Well, and driving that was all, it home. That was also a game that the Lions came back to win. Mm-hmm. So the Lions really won that one. Then the then Kirk Cousins giving that one up. Exactly. And I'm not blaming Kirk uh, Cousins for any mm-hmm. of these. The Washington Redskins team really is, you know, kind of uh, unloved, underrated team right now. And you you look at this, and it's a short week, so everybody's got this short week of these six teams that play on uh, on Thanksgiving. So Dallas, yeah, Dallas had a good win too, and they're happy, they're proud of themselves. But I think that this forty two twenty four win that they had over Green Bay, this is Washington, that win that they had over Green Bay, that is a we're on top of the world kind of win. Mm-hmm. You just went in there and you beat Aaron Rodgers' team. Aaron Rodgers, who's a perennial MVP. You went out and you beat him. But the Packers him. are kind of on Doesn't a matter. decline. You still beat Aaron Rodgers' team. You're still, and not only did you beat them, but you fucking spanked them. True. You dominated them. How do you like me now? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know what? Maybe it's a sex thing. Maybe that's what it is for Kirk Cousins. Maybe. That's what he uh, wanted to say to Aaron Rodgers. But, you know, it's just that is a huge momentum thing to bring into this game against mm-hmm. Dallas. And that's why I'm I'm leaning towards the Redskins winning this game. Uh, do I think that they can go ahead and actually take the division? I, I'm not sure that I want to go that far just yet. Now, it's tough because this is all kind of up in the air, mm-hmm. you know, at this point. But Dallas... They're not going to only lose one game. They're going to throw some games that they're going to lose. Um, I think that the Giants are a really good team. I think they're coming back. But honestly, this whole 
you know, trifecta here of Washington, Dallas, and New York is still just a coin flip. Anyone who's wanting to make their predictions of this game's going to go this way, that game's going to go this way, and it's going to come down this, and here's who's going to be the winner, they have no fucking clue what they're talking about right now. This is a complete toss-up at this point. Dallas is still in the lead. Dallas is still, you know, the best team in the NFL right now, but Washington and the Giants are right there waiting to take something. And the reason why I'm actually going to go on the side of, and this is going to be an unpopular, hashtag unpopular opinion, is what I'm trying to say, unpopular opinion, I think the Redskins have the best chance out of the two Cowboys and um, Redskins. The Giants, I'm not really, in this discussion, we're just looking at the Cowboys and the Redskins. The best team that has the best odds to win this division, just based off a schedule alone, is the Redskins. Because I look at the Cowboys first. We'll give them the respect. They're up top at the top of the NFC beast. And they play Washington this week. But if they lose to Washington on Thanksgiving, they play another Thursday night game at Minnesota. It's going to be a tough one. I know Minnesota's been on the decline, but playing at Minnesota in a primetime game on a Thursday night game is going to be tough. Then you go at New York. You only lost by one the first time. This is going to be another close game, and it's in New York. Tampa, they get the win. That's their easy game. Then they get Detroit and Philly. Detroit's a tough opponent this year. And Philadelphia, yeah, I know you won, but you needed to go to overtime to get that win. So really, one, two, three, four, five of their last six games are quality games, and those are going to be games where... If they get the win, they're going to be close. Now, am I saying that Dallas is going to lose all of those games? No. I know that there are Cowboy fans that are saying, well, Ricky, you said the Philly game was going to be a loss earlier, and it wasn't. You said the Green Bay one was going to be close, and we blew them out. These are, I guarantee these five games are going to be good. Are the Cowboys going to lose them all? No. But they're going to be good games where, as I look at the Redskins, if they win this Thanksgiving— They put themselves in a great position. Cardinals, joke this year. Philadelphia, that'll be a close one. There's one close one. The Panthers, a joke this year. The Bears, a laughingstock this year. And then the Giants, your division. Basically, those are your tough games, your division. The non-conference games are a joke. Now, probably the Cardinals in Arizona might give them the toughest opponent, but a Carolina team that might not have Luke Keekley, depending on how he goes forward in the concussion protocol, and a Bears team that, Mark, you're hoping they get the second overall pick. Fingers Re- crossed. Really, this game, this Thanksgiving game, sets up the rest of the NFC East. Whoever wins this Thursday night game, or this Thursday afternoon game, I should say, is going to win the East. I disagree, and here's why I disagree. Uh, I think you have a great point that if it is just – we're looking at Dallas, and I know for you, you mm-hmm. were just looking at Dallas, and you were just looking at Washington. Um, but you can't count out ignore the Giants. the Giants because the Giants have Dallas has the hardest schedule from here mm-hmm. out. Washington probably has the easiest, but the Giants, Giants is not are that in the middle. Yeah, Giants is not that not that much harder than Washington's. They get an easy game against the zero and eleven Browns. Now, Browns will probably win a game at some point in time, mm-hmm. probably just not against the Giants. Mm-hmm. So they have that. Steelers are completely dysfunctional See, right a, now. That, that's a weird one because 
like the Steelers against Dallas, they played well. But the thing with the Steelers is, are we going to see that Steeler team that's undisciplined Mm -hmm. and gets a key penalty that throws the game away? Yep. So it's just kind of, for Washington, it's like they have three games Mm -hmm. that should be wins, and then the rest are questions. For Dallas, it's they have one that they should win, and the rest are questions. For Mm -hmm. New York, it's they have two they should win, and the rest are questions. But the problem for Washington is... Because of your stupid little tie that you got, mm-hmm. you're going to be half a game behind the New York Giants. And even if Dallas loses a couple games, even if New York loses a couple games, Washington's not going to win out the season. We, we can be pretty sure about that. So it's going to be just a little bit hard for them that they might find themselves on the outside looking into the playoffs by .5 of a game. You know, that might be the thing that kind of pushes them back. And you, for them, you hate that because it's just, like I said, it's a stupid tie that's keeping you out. But it's just going to be that one thing that potentially puts New York ahead of you. And all it takes is really for, you know, maybe Minnesota to turn things around and also get into the playoffs as well as Detroit uh, for a kind of you know, late surge from a team like Tampa Bay or, you know, a team like the Saints, you know, someone who's not quite out of it, they can still kind of make a run for it. So it's not easy for any of these teams right now. They all have to play really, really hard, almost as if everything from this point out is, you know, elimination territory. And I'm going to take back exactly what I like. This is one of those parts where you're like, Ricky, you're stupid. And I'm like, maybe. I'm going to say this. Do I think the chances for the Redskins to win this division are high? Yes, because they have the easiest schedule. However, I'm also going to say this based off of what you said. The tie may come back to fuck them. It may, because I just looked at it and I went, being very optimistic. I said, mm-hmm. oh, what if the Redskins go 5-1 and one in these last games? Beat Dallas, beat Arizona. Lose to Philly, beat Carolina, beat Chicago, beat New York. That would put them at 11-4-1 on the season. Dallas, let's say very favorable to the Redskins just for the sake of argument. They lose three straight, beat Tampa, beat Detroit, lose to Philly. So they go, they they only win two of their last six games. That puts them at 11-5. and five. That's what you would need to win. If, let's say that Philly game, flip it to a win, boom, right there. You're a half game back, and the Cowboys get the division. So you would basically need a Cowboys team that has not lost since week one to lose four of its next six. I don't think that's going to happen. I think, if at anything, the Cowboys at worst go three and three in these last six. And that's like catastrophic situation. Really, maybe a game or two they lose in this. And it'll probably be two of the divisional games is what they will lose. Mm-hmm. At most, maybe the Redskins and the, the Redskins and the Giants or either the Vikings and Lions and Giants. Like one of those North teams and the Giants. I'm not saying both of them. This This Cowboy team is too good, but this schedule will be tough. I am still going to stick with the that I do believe in this Red. I'm not calling it that they will win the division, but I am confident in this Redskin team 
that they are this is going to be a fight. This could come down to, like I said, not just, oh, Redskins beat the Giants and they're in, but hey, if the Redskins beat the Giants and the Eagles mm-hmm. beat the Cowboys, we're going to have an interesting race here in this NFC. Well, yeah, I mean, I just certainly think that the the cow are the Giants can kind of go on a bit of a roll. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dallas is pretty far ahead, so Washington has to win as much as possible. I know that sounds really John Madden esque, but mm-hmm. they have to win as much as possible because they kind of have to make up for a little bit uh, in their you know in their win percentage, basically. Um, you know, and it's not like it's that difficult because the the Cardinals are falling apart. The Panthers, like you said, they're, they've been a joke this season. The Bears are not even a real NFL team anymore. So it's just kind of that Giants game at Week 17 is going to be huge. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to be for who wins the division because Dallas is still pretty in control. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it certainly can be the, all right, who's getting into the playoffs. Or maybe not. Maybe both these teams will get in. It really depends on what a kind of outside team like the Minnesota Vikings currently or the Detroit Lions, depending on which one of those, how they do. And at the end of this segment, I just want to throw in it. I know we haven't talked about them, but the Eagles are still in this. They're only like, yeah, they're in last place, but they're only two back Mm -hmm. of the second place Giants and only four back of the first place Cowboys. And I look at their schedule, could easily beat the Packers and the Bengals in their next two. And then you look at their last four games Basically, the entire division at home with a Raven game on the road. Yeah, that Raven game ain't the easiest. The division, it's basically going to be in these last six. We're just going to let the NFC East beat the crap out of each other, and whoever comes out on top comes out on top. Because they all have to play each other. Pretty much, They all have their last three left to go, but I think it's going to be interesting. The one thing I will leave this segment with, I do think Kirk Cousins gets the win on Thanksgiving. Well, yeah, I think I, it does happen. I, I'm going for the Redskins on this one as well. I think that, like I said, the the Cowboys are not going to win out from here. I still think that they will probably win this division. Um, my second team to win the division, though, is going to be the New York Giants. I think that they, the Giants know how to get hot at the right time. Mm-hmm. That's really what it comes down to for them. That defense is starting to click, and it's starting to click really well. Uh, but at the same time, I think that Washington, you know, they're going to have to pay up. Kirk Cousins is going to earn himself a big contract. It might not be the top dog contract that I'm sure he wants, but he's going to earn himself a lot of money. And the one thing that the Redskins just need to hope is that, you know, the Eagles don't catch fire and catch them from behind. But we're going to move on. But before we do, let us know down below what you guys think. Are the Redskins going to make a run? And can they get the NFC East? Are the Cowboys going to hold it? Do the Giants or Eagles have any sort of say in this let us know what you think down below we're going to move on though into our second topic and this one is actually a fan question that we are doing this week and i want to give a shout out to anish follow him on twitter at master 4475 who hit us up with this question this week and we're 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 going to talk about and answer this one and mark i'm going to Throw it to you. Here's what Anish mm-hmm. said on Twitter. He said, will John Fox be fired after this season? I think he brings a lack of confidence in the locker room. What do you think? John Fox, is he getting fired? I think, honestly, there's probably a good chance that he does get fired. I don't necessarily agree with it, um, but I think that after this disaster of a season when the Bears are probably going to go 2-14, and 14, 
uh, because, guys, Matt Barkley's our quarterback now, most likely. Yeah, David Fales is back in the locker room, and yes, Jay Cutler hasn't officially <laughs> hey man, been David ruled don't out. Fails. David don't fails. Well, he failed his way out of a job for a little bit. Uh, but I know Jay Cutler's not officially ruled out just yet, but mm-hmm. Matt Barkley's going to probably be our quarterback at some point. So... You know, it, it's it's very strange because this was the part of the schedule where there were supposed to be winnable games. There really were against, you know, the Buccaneers, the Titans, the 49ers. Uh, this is where they were supposed to be able to win some games and kind of save some things. But I don't agree that John Fox should be fired only because he hasn't had his guy. He hasn't gotten his guy. We haven't been able to really see things. And the thing about the, the Bears, too, is... The defense has started to look good, and then things fell apart because of injuries. Mm-hmm. You know, injuries are really what the big problem is for the Chicago Bears, and that's not a John Fox problem. You know, that is some of the coaching staff uh, and the, you know, kind of, I can't even think of the name right now of the position, but you guys know what I'm talking about of the kind of, um, you know, health and, and protection of your players. Yeah, the trainers Trainers, and stuff. there we go. So, those marks like looking at me like, come on, dumb fuck, help me here. Yeah, like you're supposed to know this <laughs> shit too. Uh, as the deal that we have here, so you know that's really what the big issue mm-hmm. is. And you know, you you do have conversation every now and then uh, where people say there's an issue within the CBA that players aren't getting the you know kind of warmed up to the mm-hmm. football hits they need to take in the off season. But that's With a league wide thing. How the off season and um I guess it's like what training camp less and practices, stuff yeah. Yeah, less practices in pads. Man, and they're even talking about that with the offensive linemen where you get these rookies coming in and then they can't gel with each other because they haven't had that time in the off season to do show. So it's the same kind of thing with injuries. Yeah, and it injuries are really what the big problem is, but at the same time, you know, I I can't be a hypocrite. I I Mm -hmm. call Marvin Lewis out all the time. I call Jeff Fisher Mm -hmm. out all the time. You know, the question is, when is enough enough? Uh, And there's a good chance in Chicago that two seasons, with one of them probably being a 2-14, if not a 3-13 season, uh, you know, enough probably is enough in Chicago, and we might have to go somewhere else. Now, if we're really, really fortunate, I would love, you know, the Wolverine. I think I said it last week. Mm-hmm. Hugh Jackson. You're hoping uh, he gets chutted. I would love him to get chutted just because I want to see what Chicago potentially could do with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the thing that I would be a little bit worried about is I don't want to lose Vic Fangio. You know, John Fox is John Fox. Whatever happens there is whatever. I just for I don't want to lose Vic Fangio. I don't want him to be the head coach. I don't want him to not be our defensive. Do you coordinator. think that happens if John Fox gets fired? Do the Bears automatically look? for Fangio instead of looking outside? They could. The only real decent thing about the Chicago Bears is that the defense was starting to gel. But it's not even like the defense was that good. The defense was just kind of starting to put things together and be, you know, slightly above average. And then everybody got hurt. See, here's the thing that I think of. And with me, it comes down to, okay, if you are going to... Fire John Fox. You need somebody to take the spot. At this point, I know that like as we get to the end of the season, there are going to be names that get thrown out there. But at this point, who do you magically see as the answer to your question for replacing John Fox? Because let's be honest, a lot of Bears fans 
and you guys should be upset with this, should be upset that you guys didn't hire Bruce Arians when it was Bruce Arians or Mark Trussman. That's what you guys should be angry at, but you yeah. can't look in the past. People the past are also, of course, going to say, you know, oh, we should have gotten rid of John Fox last year and just yeah. let Adam Gase come up. But it's one of the – that's another good point with Adam Gase now being in – uh, Miami suddenly getting some success, but there are some. To me, there are some early, some early options for guys that you could look to to take over as head coach. And I'm not looking at guys who are already with head coaching teams. Like, oh, they're going to get fired. There are just two guys that I look at that are coordinators who it's like, okay, let's go ahead and see what they have and just see if they can bring anything to this team. And the first one that I look at, and he's a guy where we saw Mike Quinn get picked off from Seattle for his defense. This is a guy offensively with the offensive coordinator for the Seahawks, Daryl Bevel, who's a guy where... Been doing some good things in Seattle. Is he a guy that we eventually see a team say, hey, let's kind of spark the interest and see if there's anything there that we can get to? I know that some teams may look at Todd Haley, but I don't think he goes anywhere. I think he's going to stay put exactly where he is. But one of the big ones that I am looking at for for the Bears, and this goes to kind of back to the identity that you guys used to have, and I think this is going to be a guy towards the end of the season that we really hear talked about in Chicago, Sean McDermott. And I've mentioned him before, and the reason why I mentioned him is, A, he's a defensive-minded coach. Back when the defenses were good, 85 and in 2006, 2007, Mm -hmm. defenses were damn good. So he's a defensive-minded coach. And who's he the assistant coach for or the defensive coordinator for right now? Oh, just Ron Rivera, Riverboat Ron. Where did Riverboat Ron come from? Chicago. So he's a guy that the Bears could look at and go, hey, you know what? Let's go back to the basics. Let's get this guy, defensive guy. He's in the same system with Ron Rivera, a good defense that was here in Chicago. Let's just go back to the basics. Let's get this guy. Mm-hmm. It's possible. You know, I, I think that Chicago is probably going to take a shot to see what Tom Coughlin's up to. You think so? Why not? Why not? I mean, I think that quite a few teams are going to give a call to Tom Coughlin and just see if there's any interest in him coming back. Because uh, he, you know, rumor has it, he would potentially come back to the right situation. Hmm. So I think teams will make some calls. Do I really want to see it? No, not really. I'm not 100% sold on the idea of it. If Tom Coughlin comes back, do the Bears make a trade for Tony Romo? Um, I don't know. Probably not. I don't really. I mean, if if it was like an Eli Manning type of situation, sure, a guy who actually played for him, um, and yeah, he's seen plenty of Tony Romo. But. I'm just saying, like, because I'm trying to picture, like, because that's the one position that the Bears, mm-hmm. if, whether you keep or get rid of Fox, you got to nail down that quarterback position. Because let's be honest, Jay's bye bye. He's out of here, or mm-hmm. should be out of here. If he's not, then 
the Bears are fucking stupid. But even if Coughlin comes in, that's a position they got to nail down. Yeah, definitely they do. Uh, but the the thing that I think is interesting about Tom Coughlin is just the. I mean, he was already one of the older coaches in the league. What is he like seventy? Mm-hmm. You know, so it's definitely not completely. I don't know, not completely uh, easy to do. I think more of the people are talking about. You know, if Gus Bradley gets kicked out of Jacksonville, which he probably should, Tom Coughlin maybe goes back to Jacksonville. Could be something that happens. Something crazy that I want to throw out there, just because I want to connect some dots and just okay. see what happens. What about Charlie Strong? Oh, I was thinking it. I mean, he was good was in Louisville. It. And yes, the experiment in Texas hasn't been that great for him, but he was pretty damn good in Louisville. But it's What I said was this on the primetime podcast when me and Brandon talked about it. One, the brand, I feel like the big thing in Texas was when you're at Texas, you got you to gotta be a politician. And that's what Mac Brown was. You got to kind of favor to the boosters, know how to talk to the boosters, and then kind of coach your football team. When he was at Louisville, he just worried about football. And, of course, after his first year, he had an okay quarterback in Froman his first year, but then he had Teddy Bridgewater. Mm -hmm. And he was locked down for three years. So with Charlie Strong, it's interesting to where I don't know if he'd be able to make the jump to the NFL. He's a defensive coach. But he looks like a guy where, yeah, can focus on the defense, and you just get him a guy at quarterback mm-hmm. that can do his job, and I'm going to throw one out there, a guy that could be looking for uh, some money the Bears to throw his way. What if uh, they would, and this is all hypothetical, what if you do hire Charlie Strong, and then you go out and get a quarterback like Kirk Cousins? Mm-hmm. A expensive. quarterback that, I mean, it would be expensive, but a quarterback where it's like, okay, this is a guy where he didn't turn over the ball a lot this year, like we said, seven interceptions this year. Mm-hmm. But only 17 touchdowns. He's going to have, well, Alshon won't be there, but maybe Kevin White will be back. Meredith had been a good weapon this year. He's got a quality running back behind him in Jordan Howard. Hey, Charlie, we got your quarterback. Worry about this defense. Make this potential that this defense has and mold it with Vic Fangio. Yeah. It's just interesting to think about it happening. It's thing the, the Chicago Bears. I don't I think know. They I got to go defense. Chicago Bears, you got to look at yeah, exactly. You got to look at what the team has defense. The only other thing I want to say about Tom Coughlin of course too is when he first, you know, was going to New York, what did he have the luxury of doing? Drafting a quarterback mm-hmm. early on. Uh so it's a situation where he can <sighs> draft this, another quarterback. But this quarterback There's no Eli this, Manning yeah, out there or but, Phillip Rivers. Yeah. Who, those were the top two quarterbacks in that draft class. I I don't think that they get anywhere near that. But I think that the Bears need to stick to their guns, go defense. But I do feel like, is it one of those things where I feel like John Fox should be fired? No. But it's one of those things of, I think it's just the situation just isn't right. And it's kind of like a, hey, you know, it's been two seasons. Should you get a third one? Probably. But, uh, yeah, it's we, not always fair. We've got people with pitchforks and torches out there. So we want to keep this stadium and this crappy field at, like it is in uh, December mm. when the season's over, when the grass is all dirted up and coming up. And we want to keep it, so we're basically going to get rid of you. That's what I think is going to happen in the end. The only thing he might have going for him is if he's saying, hey, 
Let me get Some, my guy. Let something my does guy. have to change, but it's not me. It's mm-hmm. the quarterback. And that and that's the big thing. The, the big thing for sure is that Jay Cutler needs to go. Jay Cutler's the guy that needs to go. And I'm not saying that's a thing of Jay Cutler sucks, which he does. And I believe that. But it's one of those things where, Jay, it ain't going to work out here. It just ain't going to work out here in Chicago. However, John Fox mm-hmm. might be getting the door along yeah. with Jay Cutler. But this is where you guys come in. Unless, do we do we miss anything? Do you have anything else let's you want to say on this? Let's just get Harbaugh. Hey, that would be good. It's not going to happen, but let's make it happen. Hey, it could if Michigan bottoms out this year, loses to uh, Ohio State. You can make a run at him. No, nah, he's got a really cushy job. In True. Michigan. I mean, there's no way he's losing that job. But this is where you guys come in. Let us know down below what you guys think. What are the Bears going to do with John Fox? Are they going to keep him? Are they going to fire them? We are going to move on into our third topic. The Oakland Raiders getting a big win on Monday night in Mexico City. And this is a team where ever since it was, oh, it was that, what was it, week one when they played the Saints? Mm-hmm. and you had that go for it on two, ever since that play, there has been a confidence with this team this year where it's just been, you know what, let's go for it. And they are winning games. They are strong. And actually, I did look back at it. I know that me and you watched our revised playoff video, for, and I didn't have the Raiders in the playoff, and I freaked out because I'm like, no, no, I remember calling this. I looked back on Twitter, Mark. I did. I looked on my Twitter, and in my picture section, I posted mm-hmm. it on Twitter. It says, my final updated NFL playoff prediction following the Bradford trade. And who did it have in there at the sixth spot? The Oakland Raiders going to the AFC Championship to play the Patriots. So I'm still good. I'm still when I'm you, still set. When you make a million different playoff predictions, one of them's bound to be right. Hey, I said this is my final updated one. So this is the one, the mm. one that from September 5th. That's hey, the one I got a with. final updated one too. It's week 17. You guys check my Twitter. <laughs> it will be there. I guarantee 100% accuracy. <sighs> but really, are, is this Oakland Raider team, are they a Super Bowl level team? Um. Well, you know what? I hate to do this to you, Ricky, but in the way you word it, Mm -hmm. are they a Super Bowl-level team? Or caliber team? It makes me want to say no. Should we we say caliber team? Either way, I mean, I'm going to still say no. Can they get to a Super Bowl? Yes. They could get to a Super Bowl, but I don't think they're a Super Bowl-caliber team. I think they're a team that's had a lot of luck. I think they're a team that's had a lot of things go their way, Mm -hmm. uh, and the mistakes that they've made have not costed them any games so far, really. That's really what I think it comes down to for the Oakland Raiders. They are still a really good team. They are still one of the best teams in the NFL. We had them ranked second in our NFL power rankings Mm -hmm. at mostvaluablepodcast.com. So obviously they're a good team, but I think when it comes down to what we talked about, just last week with the Dallas Cowboys, when you actually start getting into the playoffs, there are no room for mistakes. Just ask the Cincinnati Bengals. There are no room for you to make any mistakes. There's no room for you to be undisciplined. It just makes me feel like the Oakland Raiders, because of some of the youth, because it's been a while for Oakland, I don't know that they're going to quite get there i think that they've had a lot of things go right this year to where things could continue to go right and sure Mm -hmm. they could end up there 
But I think that there are better teams in the NFL that kind of bump them out of that Super Bowl caliber type of team. I think that this team, I'm going to say it, this team is a Super Bowl level team. And I'm going to compare it to this. I'm going to make a little analogy and you tell me if I am off my rocker or on my rocker, Mark. This team this year, I am thinking they are going to be more like the 2015 version of the Chicago Cubs. Really good team. No one expected them to be as good as they are with all the young talent that they have. Everyone was saying, oh, well, with Derek Carr and Amari Cooper and the young talent, give them a few years to gel. Give them a few years to get going. They're going to go. They're going to do good this season like they are. They're going to get to that AFC title game and most likely you lose. Most likely to the Patriots. Then next year, we're talking about Raiders in the Super Bowl. I, I can agree with that. I think the thing for the Raiders is they got a really good passing attack. Uh they got a good running game, too. This team can score points. The thing that they're having trouble really doing is mm-hmm. not letting the other team be right there with them. Yeah. Whether it's because of the defense slacking, because well, they give up a lot of yards. Of, it's not one of the top defenses no, in the league. It's it's quite far down there, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, or it's just the fact that you know they're also a little bit, I keep saying it, the team's a little undisciplined. They give up their penalties. And that's going to allow teams to stay in the game. I mean, you look at a game like the Saints. You look at a game like the Ravens. Uh, Chargers was decided by three. They have a lot of these games that were too close for comfort. Even this game, you know, down in Mexico City against the Texans, too close for comfort. And sure, it looks good. A win is a win. But those are the things that just kind of make it a little, I don't know, it doesn't make it easy for me to say sure thing, Super Bowl caliber, because I think once they start playing, you know, a team like Kansas City again, who they've already lost to, you know, when they play a team uh, that's got that experience, like the Patriots, the uh, Denver Broncos who are in their division, you know, and they have beat the Denver Broncos, but these are the teams that have that kind of been there, done that mentality and they can capitalize on those kind of things. Oakland is that young team that you're really excited about and everybody loves it. Same thing to Dallas, but they're just not the big kids on campus yet. They're just kind of surprising people and saying, hey, we're going to be there. Not necessarily right now, but we're going to be there. We're going to play a little game, and this is going to help me make my next point, even if I don't want to make it because you guys will see. I'm going to give you two quarterbacks. Okay. I'm going to give you quarterback A and quarterback B. You tell me which quarterback you rather have, and then I want you to try to guess which two quarterbacks they are. I'll give you this. They're both playoff teams if the C, if the playoff started this week, so that'll eliminate some teams for you. Mm-hmm. Here's quarterback A. A completion percentage of 66.2, 2,800 yards, 20 touchdowns, 4 INTs, 11 sacks. Here's quarterback B. 67.7 completion percentage, 2,640 yards, 17 touchdowns, 2 INTs, 14 sacks. Which quarterback do you go with, A or B? Um, I like that completion percentage that I got out of quarterback B quite a bit more than I like quarterback 1's completion percentage. Um, I know that... I feel like quarterback one was Derek Carr. It is. Because of the interceptions. It is. Only being four. 
So I like that. Not 100% sure on quarterback two. Really? You don't know who quarterback two is? No. You have no idea? No idea. Mr. Wonderboy this year? No, not one idea. Mr. Wonderboy? The, no. the interception number didn't give it away for you, Mark? No. Deck no idea Prescott? who it could be. Little Dak Prescott? No. Uh... Interesting to really interesting I'm, to compare those two well, and, so closely. And really, I'm making a point because mm-hmm. those numbers, and if you look at the stat lines, mm-hmm. very similar. Yeah. Very similar and, between Carr and Prescott. Mm-hmm. And when you look at these teams overall, when you look at the Cowboys and then you look at the Raiders, two defenses where you're not looking at Dallas and saying, oh, stellar defense. You're not looking at o- Oakland and saying, oh, stellar defense. But one thing you are saying with both of these teams, they've got running backs that they can rely on. Of course, you're going to give the edge to Zeke in that comparison. They both have quarterbacks who have similar touchdown numbers and keep the turnovers low. Similar completion percentage as well. Dak has been a little bit better because, let's be honest, Dak doesn't air the ball out as much as Derek Carr does. Loves to air the ball out, yeah. Then you take a look at what these two teams and their strength is. They both have great offensive lines. Probably, and I might say this and go out a limb, the two best offensive lines in the NFL this year. Yeah, it's interesting to put those two together. It's not a comparison I would have thought and to make. Both of those teams, number one in their respective conferences right now. And the interesting thing about it is the thing I'm saying about, and I even already made this comparison, but the thing I'm saying about the Oakland Raiders is exactly what I said last week about the Dallas Cowboys of – this young team that's going to make their splash, it's just not right now. You know, they're kind of getting their feet wet, and then probably in the playoffs, some, you know, kind of older, more seasoned, experienced team is going to knock them back down. So basically we're going to have a Oakland, New England, Dallas-Seattle championship round, and then the Patriots in Seattle are going to I can see something. I don't know if it'll get to the, to the uh, championship round. I can definitely see one of these teams getting surprised and knocked out early. Well, and— if the play just if the playoffs ended today, Oakland they're would, no number one seed. So yeah, so the, the Oakland would have to play here. I'll, I'll I'll give you this, Baltimore, Baltimore, Denver. Who wins that game? Uh, Denver. So boom, Oakland's playing Denver. Would mm-hmm. Denver be able to beat Oakland? I know we've only had one game. They'll They've play already later beat them season. once. Yeah, it would be in Oakland again, where mm-hmm. the first game was. Does Oakland lose that game? I, I want to give some edge to the defense, but I don't think I'm not going to trust Trevor Simeon or Paxton Lynch. Then Oakland would make it to the title game. Looking at Dallas on the other side, um, I'll ask you the simple question I asked on the other side: mm-hmm. Lions, Redskins, who wins that game? Lions. So I have to ask you the second one: Falcons, Giants, who wins that game? Giants. That means Giants, Cowboys in Dallas, who wins? That's a tough one. That is a tough one. It's a very very big toss up. Uh, two divisional matchups for both these teams too that yeah. we had. Yeah, that's a fun one. I think that oh, I don't know. I I kind of want to give it to the Giants just from that defense is really turning on right now. So as of right now, Dallas is the team that might not make it there. The Raiders might have the road where if the Broncos like beat the Texans, because let's be honest, the Texans aren't that good of a team. It's one of those things where it's like, okay, then the Raiders could be the one in the title game. The Cowboys could, could not. But I just wanted to play that. Could I, be a Andrew Luck Colts type situation. I do agree with you that this Raider team will most likely a not make the Super Bowl and b 
get knocked off. I want to say this team, they are almost my lock. I am almost, if they finish with the, I'll put it this way. They finish with the number one seed. They are a lock for the AFC title game for me. Mm-hmm. A lock for the AFC title game. However, I don't think that's going to happen. I think that New England's going to flip with them. And it'll be New England 1 and Oakland 2 when we get to the playoffs. However, I do think that if they get either 1 or 2, they're probably home field advantage in that divisional round. They're most likely going to that AFC title game. Yeah, I think that's something uh, to think about, of course, for the Oakland Raiders is the fact that they're playing the Panthers, they're playing the Bills, they're, they they got to play the Colts. Three teams which, right now, I would take Oakland over all three of those teams. The Chiefs, the Chargers, and the Broncos, two of those games, very much a toss-up. The other one's just a divisional game at your division opponent, the Chargers, so I don't want to completely give it to the Raiders. Uh, It was a close game in Oakland the first time, only a three-point differential. So, it's interesting. It could definitely go kind of either way. I think, in all honesty, that next season next i should say this coming off season mm-hmm. i think everyone's going to be saying oakland raiders super, super bowl, bowl favorite you know I, I think a lot of people are going to be saying this is that hot team that we all should expect to make the run for it. and whether mm-hmm. they do or not we'll find out but i i really think that people are just going to expect the progression of jared carr to continue and just I don't know. He's really looking good this year. Well, and it was like this. I heard it on this morning when I was listening to the Dan Patrick show. They play the commercials um, in between the commercial breaks, and it was from actually the Rich Eisen show. And he's like, you know what? I was sitting there on my couch listening to the Sunday night football game when the Raiders played the Broncos, and he goes, Chris Collinsworth turned to Al Michaels and said, oh, well, who who does that look like to you? And he goes, I answered it before him. I turned to my five-year-old son, and I said, that's Aaron Rodgers. That looks like Aaron Rodgers out there mm-hmm. with that throwing motion, which, hey, looking at that, maybe that's a good comparison for Derek Carr skill-wise to have. Maybe not uh, mentally because I think Aaron Rodgers is a little bit of a crybaby right now and needs to just shut up and focus on football, but good thing Derek Carr does not have to worry about that. A lot of things going on in, in Green Bay right now. I don't that, know what's up. That is a uh, time for a different. Uh, that's a different time for when that's we have TK. That's our dating advice. Yeah, that's what, uh, podcast yeah, right there. That, that's when we have uh, TK. Back some on. dating and family advice yeah. to Aaron and uh, I forget what his brother's Jordan. name is. Jordan. Jordan Rogers. Apparently, uh, Jordan doesn't have Aaron's cell phone number. I learned that. Well, that was the whole thing when he was on uh, the Bachelorette. <laughs> the immediate family does not have Aaron's uh, cell phone number. Uh, apparently, there are some issues in that family, is what Jordan said to his uh, new girlfriend JoJo. Mm-hmm. Are they still together, by the way? No idea. Yeah, I don't think it matters. But this is where you guys come in. Let us know down below. Are the Raiders a Super Bowl-level team? And what do you think the Raiders are going to do this season, in the rest of the season, and then in the playoffs if they get there? We're going to move on to our last topic, and you might be saying, well, Ricky, this podcast is pretty long. Feels strange, right? We've got four of them this week, and this is the bonus one for you guys as we usually have three. And this is because the Minnesota Vikings have kind of come out and said that They're eyeing a December return for a certain Adrian Peterson. And, Mark, I'm going to be very simple with this one. If he just comes back in December, I'm not going to even pick in a week. If he comes back in December, can can Adrian Peterson come back and virtually save the Viking season? No, uh, I I don't believe so. Well, first of all, I want to criticize – 
a December return. They're saying mid-December. That's four games. And mid-December, there's two games. Like, that doesn't mean much of anything. If if he came back today and he's going to be there for the Lions on Thanksgiving, okay, I'll give that to you. There's a chance. According to the ESPN article, it says, and I quote, if Peterson stays on track, two possibilities for his return could be a home game against the Colts on December 18th or the Vikings rematch against the Packers at Lambeau Field on the 24th. I fear that could be a little um, too little too late at that kind at that time. You're going to Detroit. I mean, yes, this is the vengeance game for for Minnesota, but they're going to Detroit uh and playing them. Mm-hmm. It, Detroit's doing really oh, well this, right now. This is That's the season. Tough. This Thanksgiving Day is the season in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. It's the season. If we lose that game, we're done. Well, and it's not even that too. You got Dallas, and then you—I mean, I'm sorry—you got Detroit, and then you have Dallas. Uh, and you lose those two games, you're falling well, back. No, no, and, no, no. I'm not even saying that. We got going further ahead. Of we me. have to win Being Detroit. We have to win Detroit. Mm-hmm. Just because if we win Detroit, then like as a one v one, then we could have maybe. Well, you're thinking a tie three teams from the situation. NFC East. Well, no, I'm not thinking that anymore. I'm thinking the oh yeah, um, yeah. I, I thought you were making fun at my NFC North uh, prediction that's long gone. No, I yeah. let you do that to yourself. A the mm-hmm. Giants and Redskins are right now. I'm thinking they're in. It's going to be either them or the Eagles get in. No one else is getting those spots. So we got to beat the Lions just in case we lose to the Cowboys. We are still in a fight to maybe get a tiebreaker based off a divisional record. When everything's all said and done, because those last three, I think we could sweep. I know the Bears got lucky, but the Bears don't have Jay Cutler coming back on a return. Hey, now. the era of Matt Barkley has begun. The era in Chicago. of Matt Barkley. I think we could mm-hmm. run the table against the Colts, Packers, and Bears. You don't want those Jaguars in there? And Jaguars. So, oh, okay, the four. The last. One. I thought that was such an easy game. I didn't have to mention it, but apparently I did. And. If we can win those last two divisional games along with the one against Detroit, that would go ahead, and i got to look it up really quick, that would put us overall at 4-2. and 4-2 and two in the division. I'm oh, okay. talking about divisional record. Whereas Detroit, because we're both 1-2 and two right now. We're both 1-2. and two. So if we would win and they would lose, they would go to 1-3, and three, and then they'd still have to play the Bears and the Packers where that win that we would have had would have still given us the tiebreaker over them. That's why Thanksgiving is mm-hmm. so important because then we can lose that Cowboy game and still be in the driver's seat. Yeah, I, I think for me, I see a 9-7 and seven record in the future for Minnesota. I think that Lions and I think that Dallas, I, I can't see the win like that. I can't see the win for either one really? of those. Really? You don't see us then winning four straight to end the season? No, I think one of those games are going to trap game you. Uh, I don't think it's Jacksonville, but I think the Colts or the Packers will probably be a trap game. You know, even the Bears, who knows? They might just for some reason feel like screwing up their chances of getting a good quarterback or something like that and get, you know go from second overall to fourth overall or something like that. Who knows? I'm going to say this. This is my prediction. 10 and 6 record, but it's going to end one of two ways. If that 10 and 6 record involves a Lion win on Thanksgiving, we're in the playoffs. 
We're ten and six, winning the division. If they beat the Lions. If they beat the Lions. Yeah. So if we win on Thanksgiving, finish ten and six, we'll win the division. If we don't beat the Lions, we will finish ten and six and be out of the playoffs. We will be that team that does not make the playoffs at ten and six. Mm-hmm. And we can't rule out the fact I know we all want to be super down on Green Bay right now, but we can't rule out the fact I that think they that's could a win. go. I think that's a win. I'm just saying that Green Bay can't go and say, hey, wait a minute. Let's win some games, guys, and start turning some things the, around. The only reason why I'm saying that is a loss is because age, that game is going to be— Adrian Peterson is hopefully going to—if he comes back for that game, whether but it's the— Col- wait, 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 What's he wait, running wait, behind? Wait, 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 wait. What's he running behind? Wait, 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 wait. Whether it's the Colts mm-hmm. or he comes back that day, he's going to have some added momentum because that day, December 24th, the five-year anniversary since he tore his ACL mm-hmm. against the Washington Redskins. Doesn't matter if you got nothing to run behind. What's he running behind? Worst offensive line in football. Not the. We're not the worst. We're not Might good. Might as well be. We're not good, but they're pretty shitty. I think that his return is going to help us in that Packer game because that Packer defense this is can't currently, do anything anyways. I I want to let everybody know that this is currently the worst running game yeah, in and, the NFL that we're talking about. And the about. Packers secondary sucks. So all we got to do is just have an illusion of Adrian this Peterson. This is also a pretty so they bad pack the box, and then we attack. can just throw it out. Sam Bradford can get the job done though. He's made some great throws this year. Yeah, he he's not a bad quarterback. But the passing attack in Minnesota is not that great. It's now, below is it average. Derek Carr and the Raiders? No, but I think it's... It's a below-average passing attack and I, the uh, worst running game in the NFL. Well, that's because we don't have Adrian Peterson. Even with Adrian Peterson. Adrian Peterson got hurt because this offensive line is bad. I don't think he got hurt because of the offensive line, but that's besides the point. Back to what I was saying, 10-6 and six is what I think the Vikings can do. However... This Thanksgiving game is going to decide whether, and at this point, if you're listening on YouTube, you guys already know how it how it ends. Yeah, you guys already know if I'm right or wrong. Well, kind of because they got to play the rest of it. But to answer the question, uh, depend like depending on when he comes back, I think that Adrian Peterson, it's going to be one of those things like save the season. No. But he could help us win. Isn't it a kind of wash though? Because what do you mean? you're think you're saying that they're gonna probably win out those last four games. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a wash. He can't save the season if they're gonna win anyways. Well, and that's what I'm saying. Like I kind of want to say yes, he's gonna save the season. But it's one of those things where if he comes back, Colts Packers. I think the thing that he does is because we're gonna beat the Jaguars, beat the Colts. I think he helps us more so beat the Packers than you think. That's what I think. I think that with him coming back, he'll help us beat the Packers and then we'll beat the Bears. Whereas if he doesn't come back, that Packer game, I'm looking at it going, okay, we got to be on our A game. Because I know the Packers stink, but like you said, they could say, hey, we got to win some at the end, win some for the Gipper. So, uh, Mike McCarthy doesn't get the axe. We want to save Mike McCarthy. He's done so much for us so far. Got to save him somehow. I I mean, I think that this question kind of is a little bit of a wash because the easy part of the schedule is at the end here. Uh, 
You know, although the, the same time, the Vikings lost four in a row, and we sure, certainly didn't think that was going to happen. But I, I think that they're probably going to win some of those games. I'm still sticking to my 9-7. and seven. The Great chance they're missing out in the playoffs. Not for anything that they really did besides having a bad offensive line. Uh, just because the NFC least, they will always be the NFC least in my heart, uh, <laughs> is just so fucking good this year. Uh, there's your oxymoron of the day. And they're going to go ahead and quite probably get three teams in. Well, and that's going to do, unless you have anything else to say, I have nothing to nothing else to add on this. I think that it's one of those things where I want to say, yes, it's going to help us save the uh-huh. season. But really, it's this Thanksgiving game that is the season. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I do have one little quick question for you, Ricky. Okay. Hit me. Sam Bradford, let's assume he's healthy for the whole year, and Minnesota Vikings missed the playoffs. Are you still happy about the trade? Yes. Yes, because without without Sam Bradford and with any other quarterback that we would have had in there, we would not have been you said ten and six, right? Nine and seven, ten and six doesn't really I'm matter. I'm still happy because we wouldn't have been anywhere near nine and seven or ten and six mm-hmm. with Sean Hill as our quarterback. Did you see game one? Did you did you watch game one by any chance? I don't when, watch when, the Minnesota when, when we play played, football. When we played the Titans. I don't like to you, watch You didn't see Sean Hill throw for I don't know, no touchdowns, no INTs, hey, and we a QBR of sixty point five. Could have had Matt Barkley. Could have Matt Barkley. You're the right. era has begun. And that was with an Adrian Peterson that only mm-hmm. went 31 yards. So I am happy with the trade if we finish 9-7, and 10-6, and six, even if we don't make the playoffs because Sean Hill wasn't going to bring us here anyways. And that's not a knock at Sean. That's just saying that Sam Bradford— Could have had a good draft pick, though. But this team isn't—it would be different if there was a quarterback where it's like, that's my guy. That's my guy. That's the one I want to get in the draft. Let's suck for him. None of these quarterbacks mm-hmm. are like that. What if, None you suck, of them... what if you sucked enough to get that great running back? But we have Adrian it. Peterson's replacement. But do we really need it? Eh, you might. I think this team, like Mike Zimmer's proven that this team can draft well and they're they've got an identity, especially on defense with him, that I still would be ha- I'm still happy with the trade because then we get Sam Bradford next year because we don't even know if Teddy's going to be coming back Ever. next year to play. Ever. But that's going to do it for the onside kick. A little long this week with the long edition. I'm glad you guys stayed with us though, even on blog, either or on Blog Talk Radio or the YouTube channel. Well, thank you guys for listening. Go check out us on Twitter, the Mark Weber with two E's, Ricky Widmer. Those are down in the description. Also, check out our Patreon page, patreon.com backslash most available podcast. Want to support the channel? Make sure we can do cooler things like, hey, video podcast. You're not seeing our face this week, but if you want to see video podcasts, give it to the Patreon page so we can make that happen for you guys. I want to thank you guys again for checking us out this week, giving us a listen. We can't wait to talk football with you guys again next week. And as always, have a good day, everybody. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts.